Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time. Difficulties here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 390 of the Russell Talk Podcast. This is Luke Roberts here on the Russell Talk Podcast, and tonight we're going to have a great show right here uh, tonight in the program at six thir- or 7.30. We're going to have Playboy Double H, and at 8.15, we're going to have a return visit from Slammer. Hoss, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I thought I was doing okay, but uh, I think the gremlins are getting me again. Can you hear me, Luke? All right. Well, right now, we're going to go ahead and take care of some things here right now. You know something, Hoss? I got to tell you at this point in time, we're going to be joined tonight by one of my longtime close personal friends here on the Russell Talk podcast, a man that the Russell Talk family knows very, very well. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce him right now the man, the myth. Wait a minute. That's Joe Lance's thing. The man who is going to change the world of politics. No, that's Richard Douglas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my esteemed honor and privilege to bring forward tonight my co-host, the man who's known as the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, Chris Rodell. Chris, how are you doing tonight here on the WrestleTalk Podcast? Well, hello, Luke. How's it going? How's it? How's everything treating you? Ready for ready for a big Easter? A little our first ham holiday of the year. All right. Well, tell you what, gentlemen, right now, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. We are live here tonight on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on a lot of different streams. But tonight, I I guess it's something about the technology gremlins are getting us here. So tell you what, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you here real quick. I'm going to go ahead and see what's going on here with our technology here this evening. And I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you here for just a few moments. Well, Hoss, Hoss, you can hear me, right? I can hear you. Can you hear Uh, me? I can hear you. Okay, and so I can hear I can hear I can hear Luke, but I, obviously he can't hear either one of us. So we'll 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 get that we'll get that fixed. You know, it's it's the it's the uh, gremlins of a live podcast. So Hoss, how you doing? You ready for you ready for Easter and the first ham holiday of the year? Because everyone loves ham. Oh, I am ready to go. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it should be a good time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we got great wrestling to talk about. We've got two great guests today, uh, tonight, or I guess 
tonight, I guess I should say, um, with, some, with some great uh, wrestling knowledge. We got a return trip from the Slammer. We got a, and, and we got Playboy Double H. He's going to be talking about his, his dad who's going into the Midwest Independent Hall of Fame. Uh, were you at WDWA this weekend? Did I see? I, I believe I saw you on one of the videos. Yes, I, I was there. They had a great show. And uh, it, it was a really good time. And even though, you know, Joe Lance didn't get tased or slammed or anything. Well, that's, but... that's always disappointing. I, I, I believe that every every show, uh, Joe Lance should get tased at least once. So, but, uh, but yeah, we had, we had a good time. And the tag titles changed hands. And, you know, so... It, we always look forward to a good showing from WDWX. Well, well that's good because I went to the MMWA show at the historic South Broadway Athletic Club this week, and they have a new champion as well. The Benj- the uh, we just recently had him on the show. The uh, president of the United States of Slam, Benjamin Trust. Luke, are you there? Can you hear us I, now? I don't know what in the world's going on with the technology here, guys, but you're bringing forward two great points. A great show at WDWA. Also, as a reminder, too, we have a brand new, and I've seen a lot of people on social media say. Benjamin three belts uh, I believe, the championship gold he's holding right now. I, be, I believe he wants to be called Benny three belts. That might be, but like I said, you got to give him props. He was able to defeat the butcher Damian blade to win the MMWA heavyweight championship this past Saturday. And, night. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe he can maybe be Benny four belts because I'm want to say that he might be, is he going to be in the key on optional? I'm, I'm I, I don't, well, if, he, if he's going to be in the Keon uh, Oshawa Memorial Rumble, which is going to be held on Saturday night, April 23rd at the Concordia Turner's Gymnasium, it's very much, if there's anybody riding a wave of momentum in the world of professional wrestling, especially in the St. Louis area, it is Benjamin Trust. And who knows, we might wind up seeing Benjamin Trust add another championship to his already extensive list. He, he, he's going to become the Matt Cardona of the St. Louis area because Matt Cardona keeps adding belts to it. He's telling people not to, he's, he's telling people, he's tweeting out that don't book me against your champion. My belt, my bag's getting heavy. I, I can barely get it through, uh, through, through security. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm going to say thank you to uh, one half of the Lumberjacks tuning in here this evening. Again, it's going to be a great show. As you said before, Chris, we're going to be talking about at approximately 7.30 night, we're going to be talking about a man who had a very long legacy in the world of professional wrestling, that being Pimpin' Al Blundy. And tonight we're going to have the opportunity at 7.30 to have Playboy Double H, a man who knows who knew Al Blundy very well. And at approximately 8.15, we're going to have the return of Slammer right here on the program. I got to tell you right now, I am like super excited. I got to tell you, it's great. It's finally spring in St. Louis. I don't know how it is out where you are, Hoss. I can tell you, it's it's springtime in St. Louis. It's wonderful outside. It was about 70 degrees and just absolutely I, gorgeous today. I just hope we don't get blown away tomorrow because apparently we're supposed to have some pretty bad weather come through coming through the St. Louis area. So we, might, we, we, might, we might be blown all the way to Vir- Virginia and the West Virginia area. So, uh, boss, we may end up in your in your in your backyard. <laughs> well, you, you never know, but I'll, I'll be looking to catch you if you if you come flying. Well, you notice something too, Chris? I just noticed this here. As you know, Hardcore Hoss has that great background behind him. And I noticed right there behind him, right behind his head, is he has a WDWA hat right behind him. You notice right up there is a part of his background showing support to WDWA, a great promotion, one of many promotions that actively uh, has guests here on the Russell Talk podcast. Guys, I got to tell you, it's going to be a great night here on the program. But you know something, gentlemen, as we always do each and every week, 
We need to make sure that we take care of all of our great sponsors. Want to make sure we always take care of the sponsors and make sure that they, uh, we acknowledge them because without them and without the viewers of the Russell Talk podcast, the Russell Talk podcast does not exist. Episode 390, 390 episodes going. We are, we are 10, we are 10 away from 400. Ten. I, I need, I need to go get, I need to go start looking for maybe get a, like a tuxedo. Cause I think we should all be on the show that night in tuxedos. Hey, Chris, or tuxedo, right shir- or tuxedo shirts. shirts. That would work. You know what? We're 10, 10. away. 10. 10. 10. So like I say, real quick here, we're going to go ahead and we're going to scroll here across the screen, all of our great sponsors that are part of the Russell talk podcast. And again, if you're in anywhere near the area, you can go ahead and check out some of these great sponsors. Everything Combat, King K Arcade, Esports Bar, Kansas City, our great friends over at Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Production, the great host of the Russell Talk Podcast website, Rathbun Engraving, Mefiesta KC Party Rentals, Noblemen's Barber Shop, Barber's Lounge, I should say, in Kansas City. Make it a point to check out Pete the Barber. I keep seeing more and more cool things about Pete the Barber, and I got to get up there. And, of course, the world's greatest professional wrestling fantasy group, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Guys, I got to tell you right now, without all the great sponsors and without the fans, the Wrestle Talk Podcast does not exist. And you know, like we said, every week we take care of our sponsors. We make sure we listen to the viewers of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. But there's something that we take care of every week before we get things started to keep it official. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Chris is already on the ball. He's got things ready to rock and roll. I going to say a shout out here to Douglas O'Shea joining us here tonight on the program. And I got to tell you right now, as we see here, Hardcore Hoss, I think you kind of officially become the uh, the man don't, who makes no, the right introduction. Don't don't call him the Joe Lance of introducing the because I, no, I, no, I, no 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 one wants to be called the Joe Lance of anything. That, that well, let's just see what's there. So at this point, I'm gonna go ahead and turn things over to Hardcore Hoss. Everybody's ready. Remove your caps. Make sure that you're paying proper respect. Hoss, take it away. It is that time, as it is every week, where we pay homage to the best country around, and that being America. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, somewhere, for- so, somewhere, somewhere, the maestro just had a aneurysm. Well, I gotta tell you right now, it's always a great thing each and every week to pay homage to the greatest country in the world, the good old United States of America. And gentlemen, I gotta tell you, great show. We've already got a lot of listeners. Make it a point tonight to share out our show. I know the hardcore Hoss, Sunny Money's been watching in all night long. I know Renee the Night Owl is gonna be watching. Sister Hoss already on the show tonight. We've got a lot of great people who've been checking in here. And we got a Facebook user saying, my ears are already bleeding. Because they're, right they're, because, because they're anticipating what they're hearing. They know, they're they not new to the WrestleTalk podcast. They know what they're about to hear. That, so. is, that is true, Chris. Like I say, Tim John's giving us a shout-out here tonight. I can tell you right now, 
It's going to be a great program. Renee always asking great questions. And I can tell you right now, we're playing, we're making it a point that we're paying our respects to America. And I got to tell you right now, tonight we're going to have a great show. But you know what else? I think it's time for that great introduction. We've got a lot of things going on in the world of professional wrestling. So I'm going to go ahead, Hardcore Haas, let's go ahead and get things started here tonight with this week's installment of the High Spot segment right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. Russell Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Welcome to high spots, where we pop news like rare chops, we dumb shop, coming through the screen with a laptop, and non-stop, like I wanna speak with a black dot, we hit hard like your shots and backdrops, I'm a clock flash, feel like a belly flop, now that's hard, we got the scene while they stay slow, wrestle talk podcast, now they know, we about to start the show, uh. All right, as you're seeing here on the uh, chat that's been going around here, DJ Money bringing us that great High Spots introduction each and every week. And I got to tell you guys, if you haven't had a chance to check out DJ Money, you need to make it a point to check him out online. A lot of great music coming forward. I've heard rumors that there's going to be even more music coming here in the year 2022. And, and before we can, before we start the shout-outs, let's, uh, let's uh, sh- send our thoughts out to uh, Shinjiro Otani over in Japan. Uh, he took a pretty bad he took a uh german suplex and hit the turnbuckle and uh uh unfortunately he was uh stretched out and is currently unable to uh feel move his legs and arms so hopefully hopefully they can get it fixed but we want to send a shout out to shinjiro atani because i mean we remember him on his wcw run and he's just he's he's a japanese legend so we just need to shout out to him before well, we chris start. i gotta tell you right now too uh, had an opportunity uh, back when I was younger, earlier on in my career, and you remember we've known each other for many, many years. Watching you were younger? Matches. I was younger once. <laughs> but to give you an idea, we had uh, Otani having a lot of great matches in WCW as well as in Japan, a great professional wrestler. And again, don't want to see anybody ever get uh, severely hurt inside the ring. Also want to send out a couple shout-outs to uh, Gil Rogers, I believe, was suffered an injury yes, this past yes. week, uh, quadriceps injury. They don't know how long he's going to be. Uh, out of commission. I got to tell you, this is one that's really going to surprise you, Chris. We got to give a shout out to Volatile Curtis Wild. Had an Why? opportunity to see Why him on social media. And if you notice, actually had one of his front teeth knocked out during a match and continued on like the trooper that he is. I got to tell you right now, that shows how dedicated, how focused. The volatile and, one is inside the ring. And, and, and while talking about talking about Gil Rogers, there is a, a GoFundMe account out there for him. Um, under I believe it's under Rory Fox because that's his name, his shoot name. But uh, it, look at look it up. There's uh, many people have sh- many wrestlers have shared it. If you can give to him, he's going to be out for a while, and uh, he's he's just he's just a super nice guy. So couldn't agree with you more, Chris. Like I said, right now we're gonna go ahead and go to high spots. Chris, I'm in such a great mood tonight, and you've had a lot. When of did when did that happen? It's 70 degrees. It's April in St. Louis. We're good to go. All you've done all you've done is yell at me in the office this week. <laughs> hey, I'm in a great mood. And I'm gonna tell you what. You may think I was yelling at you in the office earlier today, but I'm in such a great mood. I'm even gonna let you start off tonight's episode of the high spot segment. All right. Well, let's talk. You know what? Let's talk about. 
unification of the titles. How, how about that? How about we start that? Because this this will this will go over several different topics. Because at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar to unify, so he's now the world universal champion of of the universe and and all nine planets and and maybe ones we haven't discovered yet. So, are we putting all of our eggs in one basket, or should we? Should we uh, have a title for both shows? I gotta tell you right now, Chris. To me, what I look at here is the idea of where a lot of people have been making the comment of why do we have multiple championships? Why do we have a world champion and a universal champion? And you I have two shows. You have uh, two. That's, that's true. You have two. What are supposed to be two distinct shows? The only title that should go back and forth is the women's tag title because we only have one women's tag team champion. Well, well, Chris, I got to, I got to go on a little bit of a different tangent here. The idea of where, when you go back to the original idea of unifying the world championships, there was one champion that went to both, uh, both raw and SmackDown. And I got to tell you right now, the idea of Roman Reigns having those championships props to him. He went out there and, and I know you and I talked about it. Haas and I have talked about it as well. Uh, he looked like he had been suffering from some kind of a shoulder issue, not only from that arm bar, but looked like he had been suffering from some from shoulder issues during the match itself. And to give you an idea, and Renee keeps popping in here talking about a replica IC title, hashtag WTP swag. You know something, though? Renee, would that be the white original IC title with the, the one that I believe Cody used for the longest time? Just, just asking a question. White, it does say white replica. <laughs> so, right, right. It's not the one that Cody obviously used, but replica of what he used. Well, you know something, though, Chris? We're going to go back to the, the idea here. And I know the Night Owl is going to have some commentary here in a second, looking at the commentary or the comment of the night. We're going to have to kind of keep an eye out on that tonight, see who actually has the comment of the night. And I got to tell you, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Tim. But when you sit here and look at it, I really feel that it's time – to start having some focus, having some direction. And I can tell you right now, I'm really intrigued about the Usos versus RK Bro. If you would have asked me before WrestleMania, hands down, I would have said the Usos. You want you want WrestleMania? I I, I almost got to say I'd go RK Bro. So my question is, is do you really want to unify the tag titles as well? That way you have one tag team champion, one singles champion, and then you could have your U.S. I guess you could have your U.S. and your Intercontinental Champion be the champion of that show. I mean, what's next? Are you going to unify the women's championship too? You know, I mean, you got to look at it from a perspective here right now, Chris. You've got Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. And I got to tell you right now, when it comes down to it, as you're sitting here looking at it, that's a good question. I think right now, if you have the women's championship in um, on both programs, the women's tag championship is, is an exclusive thing. That's really going to be one that's going to be a question. Do we see, and again, this is just kind of wishful thinking here, do we see something like a women's intercontinental title or a women's U.S. title? kind of go along with the same mindset of the of the world unified or undisputed world unified champion or undisputed WWE universal champion or whatever they're calling the championship right now. 
Well, I mean, I, I, I so so you want a secondary women's title on both shows? That that's what I'm looking at right now. I mean, again, it's it's is that going to be the next thing that happens? And thank you for the shout out, Herb's good to hear from you here tonight on the program. Uh, Christopher Miles, referee, you saw him this weekend, Chris. A lot of great folks listening in on the program tonight. I got to tell you, I mean, there's a lot of things, but the one thing I can tell you is I think one does Roman Reigns deserve the opportunity to have both championships? Yes. Right now, if you look at the championship scene in the tag division, RK bro. If anyone can hold both titles, I would I would have to say Roman would be the one to do it because I mean he's the he's the uh, cash cow right now. I would say. Uh, True, I could see where you're going with that. You know but, what, Chris? Let's go ahead and throw it out here to Hardcore Haas. You've been you've been talking one avenue. I've been talking another. Haas, what are your thoughts? I mean, these two are very closely connected. What are your thoughts on this whole? Um, Universal Championship, the Unified Title, the Tag Team Titles. Let's go ahead and talk about it all right here. Haas, it's all yours. Yeah, I think to uh, unify the titles is actually a good thing. I think it makes the titles more special. It elevates the champion more um, than it does to have all these different titles and say, you're the champion over here, you're the champion over here. And then it becomes, well, who who really is the face of the company? Who really is the top person? But if you unify them and there's only one, then there's no ifs, ands, or buts. That is the face. That is the top person. Okay, I'll throw it out to both of you guys. Who is the face of the WWE right now? Would you say Roman is the face? Yes. You know something, Chris? I, I want to go on a little bit of a different tangent right now. As we're looking at what's here... I got to tell you right now, somebody who's really making an impact, and we're not going to go into a huge discussion on this because it's been blowing up social media everywhere. It's been talking about things all across the country, all across the world. Do you see, after these last few weeks, do we start seeing, and again, just thoughts for later discussion, do we see Cody Rhodes making the movement forward as being a possible face for the company? Well, Cody Rhodes is apparently on the WWE internal roster listed as the number two babyface in the company. So, um, and Roman is the number one heel in the company, apparently. Like I said, but, each- but apparently, apparently, I've had discussions in other in other chats that you can be you can be a face and be a heel at the same time. So um, true. You know, one Chris, I throw it out there, Bret Hart. You look at it; he was considered a bad guy in the United States, but he was loved everywhere else. Um, but I was, I'm more talking about like people will cheer him and people like, people like him, but they know he's a heel. So it's, it's kind of like, let's go Cena. Kind of, kind of. Yes. Okay. And I know, I know Chris, Christopher miles is on the chat. He knows exactly who I'm talking about when I reference that. So um, <laughs> that that's just a little inside in, 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 inside joke between between everybody uh well you know something guys we got the question up here and thank you to our tech department for getting this up here real quick and simple who wins the tag title unification match bloodline rko i'm gonna tell you right now rko bloodline hands down i i believe they'll put hanging on the bloodline just to keep all the gold over there right now because they're making the bloodline look so strong and putting them over i believe they're just going to keep going with that for a little bit I could I could see that right here. We're going to go ahead and change things up here a little bit. And this is one of those um, situations here. And I got to tell you, I've never heard of so much buzz 
and so many things. Thanks, Tim. Thanks a lot for that one. Uh, for those who don't know, Tim, again, Tim, Tim's Tim's goal tonight, I believe, is to make Luke crack. So, <laughs> so we're we're getting close. We're getting closer, Tim. Yeah, dig, dig dig deep, dig deeper. That's true. Well, like I said, right now as we look at it here, I've read something here, and this is kind of taking a little bit of a detour from the world of pro wrestling, but not talking about the XFL. Now, as many people know, they just launched a new merchandising and branding uh, video package. They put that out there. A lot of people were saying in the St. Louis area that the Battle Hawks are going to be coming back here, I believe, in 2022. But I was reading that the XFL is being sued for having a logo that is eerily similar to a group that is a, a uh, sports media group that's uh, brought forward by several Olympic medalists. My question is this, what are your thoughts about the XFL being sued before a single down is even played? Well, I believe I mean if you look if you actually look at the logos side by side, I kind of get their point. So, uh, I mean, that's just uh, that that's it. I mean, it's their right to sue. I mean, I, it lo- it looks very, very similar. I mean, I, I don't disagree with it. I mean, I would have thought that the XFL and the Rock and um, the the Rock would have better like research into this to make sure that hey, they're we're not stepping any uh stepping on any uh toes here. So well, you know though, Chris, I sit back and I look at it too. If you look at the logoing. I gotta tell you, if that's the case, why are they choosing to go now? Because if you look at it, you had another. I mean, granted, we had everything related to COVID and all those kinds of things. But why are you bringing it up now? Well, now because it's changed ownership. Why are you bringing it up now? Well, because they're going after they're going after the money. I mean, honestly, that's uh, that's 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 what they're doing. I mean, not 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 if they they couldn't go after the money if WWE had it, but the XFL logo that the WWE used was different than what's what's being launched. So, I mean, I believe it's probably going to be thrown out because they'll claim that there are enough differences that it doesn't infringe on any trademarks or patents or anything like that. But Yeah, well, I got to tell you right now. We, we, live, we live in a way litigious society, so anyone can sue over anything. So, I mean. So true, Chris. And like I said, right now, Give you an idea when you talk about litigious societies. Every time that word gets said, I always think about Richard Douglas and all the uh, all the problems he's had with Renee here on the Russell Talk podcast. Well, and I mean that's well look at look at that MLW is suing the WWE. So I mean, I mean I guess if you got you got money to file a lawsuit, I guess that's that's what you should do. Well, I mean again, that's again that's within their legal right. You know, Chris. We've talked about tag teams, and I want to go ahead here for just a minute and switch gears a little bit. I want to gonna walk away from the WWE for a minute and talk about Ring of Honor. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a certain individual who's on this program tonight made the prediction just a couple weeks ago that we would see FTR become the new Ring of Honor tag team champions. And they were able to do that at Supercard of Honor. They follow it up by defeating the Young Bucks on AEW Dynamite. Are, here's, are they, my, here's my last question here. We're going to go ahead and put it up here in just a few moments. Now that we have FTR with the AAA championships 
and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, where do you see FTR going? I, I think that FTR is probably one of the best teams in the uh, best teams going right now. They've made this complete switch from a heel team to a face team. Um, they've got great music. Shouting out to the uh, old Midnight Express music. Uh, they're they're just they're just a darn good. They're just a darn good tag team. I mean that match with the Bucks. It was a little a little spotty for me. I mean I like to tell us would like a more of a story to be told. But that's just my old school ways is uh, telling a story and not a spot fest. But it was still a pretty good match. So, I mean, I guess now are they going to go after the the Lucha, uh, not the Lucha Brothers, the uh, Jurassic Express? Or, uh... Could they go after Jurassic Express? Could they go after the tag team champions in Impact Wrestling? Could they go after the tag team champions in the NWA? That's true. There's a lot of things to go there. And you know something, guys? We're going to go ahead real quick. We're going to switch this up. And all three of us are going to have our say here. The last question we're going to look at tonight, and Chris actually brought this up. We just had it here a few seconds ago. Uh, The question is, talking about the formerly known as Braun Strowman. And the question is, will we see Braun Strowman in AEW? You know what, Chris? I'm going to throw it here. Let's go ahead because he's been the quiet, silent type all evening. Hardcore Hoss. What do you think about the idea of Braun Strowman or the former Braun Strowman heading to AEW? You know, I think we're going to see him pop up somewhere. I'm still not exactly sure where. Um, And I would love to see him pop up again because, you know, I think he has a lot of gas left in the tank. And I think WWE didn't completely know how to use him. And uh, so I, I... I look forward to seeing him pop up. I'm just not sure exactly where it'll be, though. I'm I'm just saying, after what he said in an interview that AEW's AEW wrestlers are blackballed from the Control Your Nar- Narrative promotion that he's a part of with uh, EC3, and so I, I at one point I saw it. Now I'm not so sure. If he goes anywhere, I think it's going to be Impact. Or back to the WWE. Well, I can tell you right now, Chris, when I look at what's here, um, what what happens here, I don't see Braun Strowman going to AEW. I think there's a lot of other avenues that Braun Strowman can go. Um, like I said, I, I think he would be a, a huge force in Japan. I think he would be a... He could, he could probably be over huge in Japan, like Stan Hansen and Vader. Because the, the Japanese culture likes the big big American guys, you know? And like I said, it's one of those where I think he could do well there. I think he could do well in an impact wrestling. Um, Who knows? We might even see him as we saw at the tail end of ring of honor. Maybe he'll make a return appearance with EC three as part of the control, your narrative in ROH. So the big thing right now is only time will tell. Speaking of time telling things right now, I'm looking at the clock and it's almost, it's actually just a little bit after seven 30. And I know for a fact, if I'm not mistaken, our first guest is in the waiting room. Am I correct with that, Hoss? Yes, he is. He has been uh, <coughs> waiting patiently back there for a little bit now. So, All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do this introduction here. Um, for many of the people that do not know, uh, for several years, the Russell Talk Podcast has had an opportunity to work in association with the Midwest Independent Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. 
And then on Saturday, or sorry, sorry, Sunday, May 1st, in Pacific, Missouri, we're going to have the 2021 class, I believe, it might be the 2022 class, I apologize for that, of the Midwest Independent Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. And there are a lot of people who've been on this program who have been uh, a part of this induction class. We have the Lumberjacks. We have the late Izzy Blackwell. Um, Judge Chipster going to be um, inducted into this year's Hall of Fame class. But tonight we're going to have an opportunity to have a little bit of a different interview. And that is we're going to have an opportunity to talk with a man who knows an inductee very, very well. I've known this man for better part of 15 years. We've traveled in different promotions all across the St. Louis area. Uh, like I said, whether you like him or you don't, you cannot discredit this man's ability in the ring. You can't discredit the faction known as PYT. And at this time, I want to go ahead. It's our honor and privilege to introduce to you tonight's first interview guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Playboy Double H. All right. Well, it looks like right now here, uh, we're having some technical issues with... Hold on one minute. All right. Thank you for the introduction. Playboy, how are you doing this evening? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome here. And like I said, it's our honor and privilege to have you here on the program. Uh, you know Chris Rodell and myself. Uh, we've had an opportunity. I've known you for the better part of um, pretty close 15 years now. Had an opportunity in several promotions throughout the St. Louis area. And we've had you on the program before as a part of the PYT um, organization. And my first question is, and again, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about this the last time. What motivated you to join the world of professional wrestling? Uh, and I have to say it was my father uh, back when I was three years old, you know, watching wrestling, watching Hulk Hogan, all that stuff uh, really got me, you know, going, he's taking me to, you know, wrestling shows downtown in St. Louis and watching wrestling and just going to, to small independent wrestling shows um, and just watching that. And I just remember the one show I was at, I told my dad, I said, dad, what can we do to get me to do that? That's what I want to do. I want to do, I want to be a professional wrestler and, that was over 20 years ago, and here I am. Had my big run a couple years ago, and I'm just glad my dad was there to see it. And, and like I said, um, having an opportunity to know both you and your father, uh, both of you have been very accomplished inside the ring and uh, a wealth of knowledge and experience. Um, I do want to ask you, um, as you said, your father had kind of given you his blessing, so to speak, to get into the world of professional wrestling. My question is this. You traveled many roads with your family when it comes to being inside the world professional wrestling. What motivated Pimpin' Al Blundy and yourself to start PYT? You know, it, short story is he actually did not even want to be a manager. When he first started, he came in and he was, in a, he was a ring announcer. And he would walk around and everybody said he looked like Al Bundy. So obviously got the name Al Blundy. He'd walk around with the Mary with Children music playing. He'd have his hand in his pants, waving to the fans, trying to shake their hand, whatnot. 
So as he was interacting with the fans, the promoter at the time was like, hey, what do you think about managing? What do you think about managing Playboy Double H and coming out and being a manager? You're so interactive with the crowd. He said, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to be a manager. I just want to be or I want to just be a ring announcer. That's all I want to do. I don't want to do that. So he, he kind of hissed back and forth. And I pulled him off to the side. I said, hey, just give me one opportunity. Walk out there. Just be a wrestler. You know how you like it. You can yell, scream, do whatever. And if you don't like it, you don't have to do it again. You can, you know, just go back to ring announcing or whatever you want to do. Needless to say, he walked out there the first time. Instant click. Boom. The people were yelling, screaming. Um, we actually started PYT before he joined. Um, as a matter of fact, Travis Cook uh, came up with the organization group. It was just PYT at the time. Um and then we kind of we kind of added the ink later, but uh, sooner or later he just kind of clicked with it, and then we gave him the uh, the, the pimp and owl. We we just kind of added the pimp in front of the owl Olympian. <laughs> Needless to say, he ran with it and uh, had a heck of a career with it. And like I said, I, I had many an opportunity to see Pimpinal Blundy and yourself inside the squared circle. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to my broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell. I know he's got some questions he'd like to ask you here tonight. We've got Playboy Double H right here on the Russell Talk podcast. Chris, take it away. Uh, it's good to see you again, Playboy. Hope everything is well with you. Getting ready for this Easter holiday. Um, yeah, I know, same to you. I, I know that the, I, you, I saw you posted something about the uh, Cardinals home opener that uh, that was one of your – Dad's favorite uh, days of the year. So, um, and, and luckily, luckily we won nine to nothing. So, but I want to talk about independent wrestling in general. What do you feel is different now than than back in back about 10, 12 years ago? Mm. You know, it's always still just everybody hating on each other, just the egotistics, just everybody bashing each other instead of just coming together as one brand. And just everybody does this, you know, it's just a love and passion that we all have. We all love professional wrestling. And here we got people, you know, inside locker rooms, just bashing each other left and right. And I mean, I, I know when I came up in the, in the business 15, 20 years ago, I was, you know, told one thing in one ear and out the other. And, and, you know, I was told things. So yeah, I wasn't the best of, uh, guys in the locker room but you know and as time went on it started to get better and and then obviously covid hit and we all talked about this brotherhood and starting this and starting that it just kind of started off real well but then you know just back and forth just bickering i just it just it i hate to see it just because everybody loves professional wrestling uh i know my dad was a huge part of trying to get locker rooms you know stronger than ever you know he was kind of the man behind the plan in the locker room he'd bring food in for the for the wrestlers just out of any pay for it out of his own pocket. And he put food there and say, here, so, and so he wouldn't even meet, he wouldn't even know that that worker that night. He'd say, Hey, go back there and enjoy yourself some food. If you brought some family, grab some food. We need more guys like that in this business. We have some great ones. I'm not saying that by any means, there are some great workers in this business, but there's others that just come up and just, they're just, I hate to just see the bashing that there is in wrestling. It, it's just so it's, it sucks. What's the best piece of, of, excuse me, the best piece of advice that you've been given in, in the wrestling business, whether at a seminar, whether from a veteran, from a name that you've met in the back, in the locker room, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? Respect, just respect straight across the board. Just respect that individual. I don't care if he's been in the business for, you know, six months, three years, 20 years. The, the biggest thing I can say is just respect. 
I mean, you've got to respect your opponent when you're in the ring. You've got to respect your tag partner when you're tagging in a match. I mean, respect goes a long way. Trust. I mean, you got to trust people. Um, just learning from people and then marketing yourself. I mean, it's huge right now. I mean, you're an independent contractor in, in regards to that. So I would say market yourself, but you also want to be professional. Um, so, there, I mean, I've always used those key words, trust, respect, professionalism. Um, just things that I've caught on over the years, because like I said, when I came up 20 years ago, I wasn't the, the greatest guy to be in a locker room with. And over the years of just watching and being in locker rooms with many guys, um, just learning from them and, and just taking advice from them. The biggest thing I can say is just respect whoever it is in your locker room. I don't care if you've just met them that night or you've known them for 20 years, just respect that other person all the men and women in that locker room and it'll go a long way. I agree. I agree that, that, that seems to be missing nowadays is, is, is the respect thing. And also the marketing thing is you see some wrestlers, they don't have any kind of a mark, you know, they don't have the merchandise like you do. And apparently you're one of the top merchandise uh, sellers in the area. So it's, you know, and, and I see other wrestlers, uh, war horse is one of those that he, that's how he got oh, he got over is his marketing. So, uh, you would almost think that in a like a in, in in a training center you would have like besides the training in the ring have a training outside of the ring. How to handle yourself outside of the ring? And that's and that's hard to see nowadays. Just meaning many, many people just they want to carry that um, persona outside the ring. I mean, you 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 play a character every day. I mean. You're, you're, you're yourself outside the ring, but when you come in into this business and you come into that arena, you're, you're a character. But you've got also – you're a self-contractor yourself. So you've got to market yourself. I mean, you could – some I've heard from the grapevine before. You can't make money in independent wrestling from some individual I will not name. But you can't make money in professional wrestling. You can't make money in independent wrestling. Well, I've got news for you. You can make, re- you can make money in independent wrestling. I, can, I have proof. The last three shows, I've made over $700 in merchandise. I've had to restock up on four occasions just to make sure that I get merchandise to those paying fans. So you can make money in this business. It's how you present yourself, how you market yourself. Um, I mean, there's so many different ideas you can do nowadays. I mean, you can, and you've got to look at, you've got to look at the adults parts. You also have to look at the kids because if those kids are there, they're coming to see you. They think you're the, you know, you're the star. So they're going to want to buy that little small stuff. They're going to want to buy the t-shirts, the hats, the, the bracelets, you know, the coloring books, the, the action figures. I mean, you've got to branch yourself out. You don't have like you do in the WWE where they're, you know, they're marketing everything for you. They're, they're making all this stuff for you. You have to use your brain a little bit. Market yourself in a professional way, and uh, I guarantee that you will make money in independent wrestling. And you can pay bills if you market yourself the correct way. You can make money in this business. It may not be top-tier WWE money, but I guarantee you can make money in the independent wrestling scene if you do it the right way. I agree. I agree, and that's the best part about a local independent wrestling show is it's the intimacy. It's the, the kids that look at you like superheroes in the ring. So, and they're, they're, they're going to tell their mom, Hey, I want to buy that hat. I want to buy those bracelets. So, and you, and you know what, and me being one of the top heels in the area, I'm not going to go on and say I'm the top heel. Um, I, I figure I would consider myself one of the top three in this business, in this area. Um, but needless to say, I mean, I've gone to other shows, not on the card, just going to support my brothers and sisters and their 
organizations that they work outside of organizations with myself because I like to promote other organizations. I don't just pick and choose one or the other. When I go and support those other organizations, I'll see guys wearing or ladies wearing the shut up stupid or the PYT shirts or the PYT hats. I'm not even on that card. I'm not even on on the poster, not even scheduled to be there. And it's just great to see that because, you know, then you're doing something right. Um, it's just, it's just, it's huge. It, I mean, I've, there's guy, I mean, I, everywhere I go, PYT merchandise is just out the roof. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the shut up stupid stuff has, has really sold well since dad's passed back last June. Um, but not only that, but I mean, I'm seeing all kinds of just PYT merchandise and also there's been a lot of shows that I've been on where I'm being cheered left and right. So needless to say, I mean, if I'm liked or disliked, I mean, I'm, I must be doing something right. And it's just a, it's just a great feeling to uh, to be looked up to from young fans or even older fans that just come by and say, man, you are the reason why I come here. You are the reason why you're one of the best. You, you, you do it the best. And you're one of the reasons why I come to your shows. So it's a, it's a good feeling. I need one of those shut up stupid shirts just just for normal everyday life, not just necessarily yeah. a wrestling. Thing. I mean, there is, there, there's a lot of times I'm like, God, will you just shut up, stupid? You know, I'm just, there's a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of people, other workers that have the shirts. You know, we all try to support each other. If you do it the right way, you buy other other workers merchandise and they'll be wearing a shut up stupid just outside of, you know, at a bowling alley or at a, or a bar. And they'll say, man, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, yeah, here. And that's how you can promote yourself or promote your other coworkers or, you know, other workers in the business. And you can just be like, Hey, I can hook you up. So yeah. it's, it's, it works all different ways. It's a branch. And like I said, the, the low, the, the slogan works for just everyday life. Just let's, let's, Pretty let's much. not, let, let's not lie. So all right, <laughs> Luke. all right, Luke, take it over. Take, take it. <laughs> well, playboy, I'm going to go ahead and kind of change gears here. I mean, again, you've had an opportunity and you brought up the idea of really, looking at the younger fans and, and kind of encouraging them and, and really having that focus of a wide variety of fans. But lately you've also had a lot of input as relates to your up and coming wrestlers. Can you talk about what nuggets of wisdom you've really tried to impose on what some people may consider to be the next generation of professional wrestling? I fall back on those three key words, trust, uh, trust, respect, and, um, it just it's just huge and you just gotta I, you know a lot of guys just come in and, and they just and, and a lot of guys just want they want to be shot right up to the you know main event status they you know back when i started i mean i went over gosh two years of just straight losing before i actually won my first match i mean I, it took me almost three years to win my first belt but now you got guys that are coming in that you just they just want to be main event status they want all these belts and all this other stuff but really, they just need to come in and just just respect, uh, you know, trust your opponent, respect them. Uh, it, it would just go a huge way. Um, it just seems I try to try to put that on to other people um, and just work in a safe environment. Obviously, yeah, I know you guys talked about earlier um, a lot of injuries happening here lately. But I mean, I would just those key words, and it's obviously marketing yourself, but. I don't know. It's it's just more of just just learning and pick brains of everybody. Pick brains of guys that's been in this business for, gosh, twenty years. The Gary Jacksons. I mean, the, the Utilicons. I mean, guys like that has been doing it. Has been working all over, not only in this area but other states over the world. I mean, Gary Jackson made it to the very top. I mean, yeah, he may not have been that main event superstar, but he was actually in locker rooms with all the guys that made it that far. 
I mean, you got to pick the brains of those individuals and just learn from them and, and just take their advice. And now it just seems like some of this young generation just doesn't want to do it. But then there's other guys that there's a lot of good young up and comers that are coming into this wrestling business that if they just get that little bit of advice that can just tweak away from some of the, the bad negativity that they hear, I, I guarantee they can go a long way in this business if they just do it the right way. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, again, that's one of the big things being around wrestling as long as I can, there can be so much negativity that you see, whether it's on the road or in the locker rooms or on social media, you got to understand that you've got to have a focus on what you're doing inside the ring. And again, that trust factor, that respect is what a lot of people need to see in the world of professional wrestling if they hope to be successful. Now I want to change gears here again, just a minute Uh, on Sunday, May 1st be the newest class of the hall of fame. And I want to take just a minute here. You've been around professional wrestling for a long time. I want to take and get your opinions on the other inductees. And I want to take just a couple minutes here. The first inductees that they talk about is the Lumberjacks. I know you're no strangers to the Lumberjacks. Uh, What are your views on the Lumberjacks? They're great men. Great, great guys to learn from. They're, They're tremendous men in the locker room. They've got a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge in this business. And they're well-deserved of going into the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, anytime you hear the Lumberjack name, everybody says, oh, yeah, I know who they are. Um, just great all-around guys. I mean, there's been many times that we've talked to the locker and just and I've picked their brains. Um, great guys, great workers. They they play it the safe way. They respect the other people. And they'll help any type of organization they've ever worked for. They're always there to help. They're always there for advice. Um, they're two great individuals, and they're well well-deserved of the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, our next inductee is uh, Judge Chipster. Chipster. Man, that guy, yeah, he, he's beyond – he would fall in that same category. I mean, him and uh, him and Pippen Al had a couple times that they've had a couple uh, little road trips on a flat tire that they've rode together, and that guy would do anything for this business, for the organization. That guy is there from the – the crack of morning setting up tearing down whatever it is he's there does a phenomenal job inside uh the squared circle or around the outside of the barrack wherever you want to call him chipster is there he's there for advice the guy knows his ins and outs about the business um he's there busting his tail left and right um no man in my in my view deserves it more than chipster for sure okay we'll move on to our next inductee and that is Xavier Frost. Xavier Frost, good guy. Um, I know a lot of people may say bad things about him, but you know what? I truly believe that he deserves it. He's a good all-around guy, very well-known in this business, has done a lot in this business, um, you know, uh, in and out of the ring, very professional. Um, he's been far. He's done a lot. I mean, another guy that just deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And this is his lucky year, and he's gotten in there. Um, okay, he's also there. To a lot of a lot, a lot of people that we uh, may not know or have heard of this next name, Carl Lauer. Carl Lauer, I've actually I remember him just recently. Uh, he's been uh, a state inspector for us, but from the stories that I've heard from him, that guy should have been in the Hall of Fame in the very beginning of this, according to a lot of guys and with the stories that I've heard about that guy. And he's been nothing but a great uh, state inspector. I know he's got a lot of insight. He's done a lot in this business and he's well-deserved the Hall of Fame as well. 
and, and when you look at it too, I mean, again, his his acknowledgement and recognition with organizations like the Cauliflower Alley Club, among others, has really yes. provided a wealth of insight to a lot of wrestlers, and not just in the St. Louis area. Um, the last name I want to talk about before we kind of wrap things up here, and I want to take some some time to talk about Pimpin' Al as well, but I want to talk about uh, the late Izzy Blackwell. I know that you've had some, you had a lot of a lot of run-ins with him over the course of your careers, and without within the last course last twenty years. What are your uh, thoughts of Izzy Blackwell? First of all, rest in peace to Izzy. That was horrible to hear, but you know what? Him and Pimp and Al up there having a great time. Um, Izzy was uh, one of the guys that I actually looked up when when I first started this business. He's one of the first guys I saw um, as a fan. Him and Big Daddy had some brutal matches. Just beating the living crap out of each other. I mean, just all over the place. I mean, two big, big guys just beating the crap out of each other. But and then when I finally met the guy, I mean, he's the nicest guy. He would do anything for anybody in that in that locker room. Um, he was there. He got great advice. He's been all over the place. Um, you know, it's a shame how things happen over the years that you know we we lost him. And and but he was a heck of a fighter. His son's a hell of an upcoming superstar in this business i guarantee it he just looks just like his dad. i was just um, i was just gonna, i was gonna say he is, he is a split image of his <laughs> the first time i saw gonna, I, the first time i saw damien i was like am i watching izzy like a, a young yeah. izzy again so i mean he he is a he's a bright up and coming that guy that kid has got the heart and soul to go far in this place and he's had a, a huge huge guy to follow in his footsteps in Izzy. And, and it's, like I said, it's a shame that we lost Izzy the way we did, but he's a very respectful man. And he, he also is another guy that deserves in the hall of fame. And I, I would agree with you hundred percent had the opportunity. And Chris and I, one, one of uh, Izzy's very first matches and having the opportunity to see how the, the progression of, of the angel of light, Izzy Blackwell, was a great in-ring competitor. I was there the night that he won the Mid-America Extreme American Heavyweight Championship. And for a man who his size and he could move and he could he could he could yeah. go. But when it comes down to it, in the locker room, he was he was balling like a baby when he had that championship belt because it was something oh, yeah. a lot of people would have never he, he would have never imagined. And he was, I mean, again, just a great all-around guy. Yeah, and there and he was at the benefit show for my dad that WPW put on um back a month or two after dad had passed and just the, the amount of respect. I mean, the guy was in tears, just crying. And he, and even when things were going bad, he was always one of the guys that would always check on you and just make sure everything's good. He's just got, he had the heart and soul of, of a, a tremendous individual inside and outside that ring. And like I said, that was the last time I got to see Izzy in person. And now I look back, I wish I could have uh, told him a lot more than he ever did, but he was one of the guys that always, uh, encouraged me and always told me that I had the great talent and, you know, to hear it from Izzy was a huge thing in my, and, you know, in my career. And, and, and again, all these men uh, very well deserving of the opportunity to join the Midwest independent wrestling hall of fame on Sunday, May 1st in Pacific, Missouri. I now want to go ahead and take a minute here to talk about the last inductee that being Pimp and Al Blundy. And I know this is, has got to be something that really, is not just important to you, but is important to your family because he has given, he given so much to the world of professional wrestling. Um, my question is, is number one, what does it mean to your family for Pimpin' Al Blundy to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? And the second question is, what do you think he would say as a part of his induction speech? 
Um, first of all, first part of the question, my family is over beyond excited, um, privileged. Uh, I know the, the moment I heard the news, I mean, it was just kind of spurred on the moment. Uh, Searcher just kind of announced it on a podcast right in front of me. I obviously broke down in tears. Um, it's just a huge accomplishment. I mean, it just shows the individual that he was. Um, I know that my mom and I shared some, some tears and she knew how much he loved wrestling, even though he never admitted that he he loved wrestling, but uh, it's just a huge accomplishment. I know his his brothers and sisters are so excited for him. His mom that's still living is excited for him. Um, it's, it's just a huge honor for this family to, to actually say that uh, a member of our family is in the Hall of Fame. Um, and then second part of that question is what would he say in his speech is, first of all, he would just tell you that he – he didn't deserve, you know, he, he wasn't good enough to get this award or whatnot. Cause I remember he's always told me I'll never get in that hall of fame. I'm nothing in this business. Well, not only moments and days later after he passed the amount of support that people had posted on Facebook had supported myself just change. I mean, he, I've never seen so many workers change their profile pictures to pimp an owl or change their background to pink. And it not only lasted for a few days, it was on there for months at a time. Um, but I know that one famous thing that he would say in his speech, it's right here. <laughs> Shut up, stupid. Because he would just, I, I, I think he'd be more in shock and just just doesn't realize how, how well-deserved he is of this Hall of Fame, even though he may have not thought it. But deep down, I believe truly in his heart, he did believe that, you know, one day he would get into the Hall of Fame. And it's a shame that he's not going to be here to, receive that award, but we're all going to make sure that he's up there watching and, you know, crying with the rest of us. Well, I got to tell you right now, when it comes down to the Hall of Fame class of the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, we're going to have a great class, including Pimpin' Out Blundy. Uh, Playboy, I, I got to ask you, and it was brought up here earlier by one of our uh, viewers talking about that, that great shirt you're wearing, the Shut Up Stupid shirt. Those things have been like the hottest commodity in the world of professional wrestling as of late. I got to ask you before we let you go here this evening, how could somebody pick up for those that may not necessarily be in the St. Louis area? How could they pick up a, a shut up, stupid t-shirt? Oh, uh, you can actually just reach me. I've got uh, on social media you can reach me on, on the uh, playboy double H on Facebook. I also have a Twitter page. I believe it's playboy. I have to look it up, but I'll for sure. You can reach me on, uh, the Facebook playboy at playboy double H. Um, we also have a PYT, uh, page itself and, um, you can get me and I can get you that shirt. We can get it over to you as soon as possible. Or like I said, that's if you're outside the market, but if you come to any shows in the local area, we've always got our tables up, but, but I do recommend that you get there early because they do fly off that table. Like I said, we have sold the crap ton of these shirts. We just had to restock up. So we've got plenty uh, we've got sizes from small, medium, large, extra large, 2X, 3X. I believe it goes up to 4X. Um, so we can we can get them. And if there's a special size, we can get ordered. I know we've got requests for sweatshirts in the wintertime. Um, so you can definitely get the merchandise at a show um, that's that I'm booked on. Or um, sometimes I carry a few shirts with me if I just make pop-ins to other organizations just kind of watching or whatnot. But Definitely reach me on uh, the social medias. I can probably shoot you a link when I get off here, shoot it in the chat so people can to, you know, get a hold of me that way and we can get you a shirt. We can make, you know, get you a deal on that. And, 
And I'll tell you right now, we'll make make sure as soon as we get that link, we'll share that to all of our listeners here on the program, listeners and viewers, so they can get an opportunity to pick up a (laughs) t-shirt to show your respect and support for uh, Pippin Al Bundy as well as PYT. Uh, Playboy, I'm going to tell you right now, I know myself, um, my broadcast colleague Chris Rodell and a couple of other members of the WrestleTalk podcast are looking very forward to being a part of this year's Hall of Fame induction on Sunday, May 1st in um, Pacific, Missouri. Uh, Playboy, again, it's an honor and privilege to get a chance to sit down and talk with you again. Uh, Look forward to seeing you on on Sunday, May 1st. And uh, with that, uh, I want to say thank you for coming on the program. Any final words, Chris? Oh yeah, so I was like, I kind of, I kind of feel like, like I said before, I kind of need one of those shirts just to be out in public with, uh, with, with the, with the general, with the general population. But I need one of those uh, big boy sizes. So uh, I, we, I may, I may be hitting you up for a big boy size here someday, sometime soon. So yeah, absolutely, we'll get you taken care of. Like I said, I love the support. I can't appreciate. I, I appreciate so much that everybody's done. Not only uh, you guys yourselves. Um, but you know, the workers themselves, the, the fans, I mean, it's just been a huge support. We also have the PYT, uh, rest in peace, Pippin Al Blundy bracelets that go like hotcakes as well. Um, but yeah, definitely hit me up. We'll get you your size. We'll get you your shirt. Cause I know they're, like I said, they're hotcakes. We've just stocked up on a whole new fresh order. So we've got some at the uh, future ACW shows, IEW shows. Um, like I said, I'll carry them around to other shows, promotions. And ACW is actually going to be in Jerseyville coming up here soon. Uh, I believe it's uh, Saturday, the twenty April the twenty third at the Susing Center. Uh, so make sure that you check them out. Uh, ACW American Championship Wrestling on Facebook, and uh, they have a website as well that you can get tickets for. And I, I'm sure Playboy will be all over that show selling those uh, shirts. I'm not quite sure how well the pink's going to work with me, but hey, we'll we'll we'll, we'll make we'll make it work, right? Right? Right, Luke. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's definitely something we can make work. Again, Playboy, I want to thank you for coming on the program. Look forward to seeing you again Sunday, May 1st. Again, thank you for coming on the program and, and taking a few minutes of your time to talk about your career, but also talk about the uh, career and legacy of Pimpin' Out Lundy. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank see, you again. See, see you May 1st. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Playboy Double H. Chris, i got to tell you right now, that was an interview that when it came down to it, it was really insightful. I mean, I had an opportunity learned some new things about Playboy Double H as well as uh, Pimpin' Out Blundy. Uh, again, always been around professional wrestling for a long time, but having an opportunity to hear some of those things about uh, Al Blundy as well as Playboy. I mean, again, one of those things. Just, just, the, the, just the genesis of Al, the Al Blundy name. I, I wasn't, I was, I thought I knew where it was going to go, but it kind of didn't go that way. But hey, I mean, it 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 worked, and he's going into the Hall of Fame along with a great class of a twenty twenty two. So it's going to be it's going to be happening in Pacific, which never is said because if anyone knows the St. Louis area, Pacific is not the uh, uh, creme de la creme of the of of, of people. But well, I can tell you right now, Chris, I had an opportunity last year to be a part of last year's Hall of Fame induction. I uh, had an opportunity to see several uh, longtime friends. Um, one, a, a man, uh, Osiris, was one that uh, really kind of... Uh, I, remember, I, re- I remember Osiris, yes. Yeah, Osiris, uh, guys like uh, the Giant Assassin, uh, among others. Again, this is an opportunity to get to see wrestlers, to be recognized for all their accomplishments inside the professional wrestling ring. And again, if you have the opportunity, if you're anywhere near Pacific Missouri on Sunday, May 1st, you make it a point to get there. 
uh, and be a part of this extremely important event. Uh, doors open at noon, the potluck lunch starts at one and the ceremony itself will start at 2 p.m. Uh, I know you can check them out on social media as well uh, to get more information. I'm gonna tell you right now, this was the first of three interviews. We're gonna have guests the next two weeks to talk about the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I gotta tell you guys, if hour one wasn't good enough, in a little over 10 minutes, we're going to have Slammer back on the Russell Talk podcast. I got to tell you, Chris, this guy, and I'm wanting to know, how does he keep going as, as much as he does right now? And what's up, Sonny Money, for giving a shout out here on the program tonight, too? I can tell you right now, Slammer always seems like he's going 100 miles an hour, 365 days a year. I just want to know how he does it. <laughs> I saw him at the, I saw him at MMWA this past uh, Saturday, uh, and he was there just as, just as a fan. He was just in the crowd, and but the people were drawn to him. People were asking for his uh, autograph pictures, all that, uh, all that stuff that becomes uh, being a wrestler. So, I mean. And and he works full. He works full time. He's a full time. He's got a shoot full time job. So, I mean, I'm tired after my shoot job every day, and I I just sit in a chair. So. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you right now, Chris, it's gonna be a great opportunity. Hoss, you had an opportunity to kind of uh, sit back and and take part of that uh, interview with Playboy Double H talking about Pimpin' Al Blundy and his career as well. Um, what did you take from the interview? You know, I really enjoyed the interview, and uh, you know, I'm. I've heard a lot about him, but this is the first time I've actually gotten to see him and really learn about him. So, you know, I really actually did learn a lot about him and really enjoyed it and took a, took a little bit away from it. So um, it was a great interview. Well, I tell you right now, if you thought that interview was great, stay tuned because an hour number two here in about 10 minutes, we're going to have slammer here on the program. And if you haven't had a chance to see slammer from his original interview, this man is a great, a great person to have here on the program. Tell you what, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. I know that Hoss has got some great um, music set up here. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about pro wrestling. And then at uh, 8.15, we're going to be joined by Slammer right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Please stay tuned. We're going to be back here in just a few moments. Just real quick before we go to break here. Uh, just a reminder to the folks that are tuning in from the FWWC page, uh, there should be a link at the top of that page. Be sure to hit the link at the top of that post. Uh, if you don't, you come across as Facebook user, so be sure to hit that link so we can we see want, who you are. We, we want to give you credit for your for your uh, takes, whether good or bad. So Because don't forget, the person with the best... Uh, comment of the night is going to win some swag here by the end of the night. So. And, Renee, and I think Renee's going to judge this, and you know he's no easy judge. So, and Sonny, you're you're not included in that. You're disqualified. <laughs> well, on that note, gentlemen, I think we're going to go ahead and go to the break. Uh, like I said, stay tuned. Hour number two, we're going to have Slammer right here in just a few minutes, right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Please stay tuned. <laughs> Shadows are walking overloaded, I'm ready to explode, I've lost all 
self-control Telling your skills like Highlander One slice and I watch your head roll It's a lyrical kamikaze When I unload on the mic I'm ending everything I see It's destruction on sight Most it sound like a track with no bass That's a dead beat Me on the other hand I'm shattering the concrete Breaking down the doors The most enemies within the opportunities It's survival I ain't going nowhere I got immunity more Calculating gruesome and devastating I can tell you right now, guys, that music has got just 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 got that that good vibe to it. I mean, it just definitely gets you get the blood pumping, gets things ready to go. Again, great music here. And again, if you if you enjoy the Russell Talk podcast, make it a point to share it to people all across social media. Let them know uh, Facebook, Twitter. Make it a point to share out the show. We've got a lot of great guests coming up, as Chris said too. And I'm going to see how many more times I can get away with this on tonight's show. We're ten episodes away from 400. 10, 10, 10, 10 episodes from episode 400. And Chris, right. he's showing it too. Hey guys, I think one more time, just so everybody can remember on the count of three, ready? How many episodes are we from episode 400? 10. Ladies and gentlemen, 10 episodes from episode 400. Please make sure to stay a part of the Russell Talk podcast on social media. We're going to have lots of great information about episode 400, which is going to be coming up later on this spring, early summer of 2022 now guys i gotta tell you we had a great first hour and i gotta tell you right now we got a couple minutes until slammer's gonna come on the program i gotta ask you right now and chris this is gonna be kind of taking a complete right turn compared to what we normally talk about i want to talk about just a minute talk about the world of professional hockey well i mean yeah okay i, I want to throw this out here at you um Many, many people don't know, but Chris and I often give each other a little bit of a, a little bit of grief sometimes about the world professional hockey. I got to ask you, how do you feel about the Blues right now? 
up and down. Not sure. Not 100% sure where we're going. Um, I think we're going to make the playoffs, but Colorado is the best team in the Western Conference right now. I wouldn't say they're the best team in the league, but they're, they are the best team in the Western Conference. So, And like I said, we're going to see, again, a lot of great teams are still playing hockey. I mean, we're going to be getting close to playoff time. Again, the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> stepping up here, making some key acquisitions in the year of 2020-22. We're going to see what happens with them as we go along. Now, Ross – I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you actually something about something that's coming up with Dynamo Pro that I know is near and dear to your heart. Uh, I won't be on the. I not scheduled for the show before the before our next show, but uh, let's talk about the uh, Keon Option Memorial Battle Royal. Um, I mean, I know that you have a a, a, a very pretty good bond with Keon. So uh, tell me what that show, what that show is going to mean to us. Cause it'll be, it'll be really the first time, um, you know, cause we were going to do the, we're, when we were planning on doing it, the world decided to fall apart. So uh, I'm, I want Luke to, I want Luke to uh, talk about Keon. Cause I know, I know it's a dear uh, place in his heart. Well, I gotta tell you, Chris, um, when we talk about, uh, thank you, Randy, for, for the shout out as well. Again, Randy Mulkey giving us a shout out here on the Russell Talk podcast here this evening. I can tell you right now, Chris, um, Keon Option was a man's man. Um, I, I got to say, salt of the earth. He he was one of those guys, and, and you, I, I got to say, I've never heard a bad word said about Keon Option, whether it was inside the ring, outside the ring, you name it. Keon Option was a great human being. You could go to him for just about anything. And he would listen to you. He would give you advice. He was, he would tell you on the level how it was, but he was always respectful. He was one of those men that I got to say was always a pleasure to be in a locker room with. I mean, again, we've all been around the world of professional wrestling. And I know some of us joke out the idea of, Oh, we want to see certain members of the wrestle talk podcast, uh, getting attacked at an event or things like that. But when it comes down to it, Keon Option was, I mean, I can't even begin to put the words how much Keon Option meant to Dynamo Pro Wrestling, how much he meant to the world as a whole. Yes, exactly. And, and the opportunity here uh, on Saturday, April 23rd at the Concordia Turner's Gymnasium, this year's Keon Option Memorial Rumble is got so much more riding on it. Because the individual who walks out of the, the winner of the Keon Option Memorial Rumble becomes the new Dynamo Pro D1 champion. And, 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 and it's going to be, be a progressive style battle royal like a Royal Rumble. However, the last two men in the ring are going to have a match. So it's going to be, I guess, more similar to the uh, gauntlet for the gold that uh, TNA used to do. So it, it's, it's going to be great. I think we all have our predictions. Maybe maybe we'll have Benny four belts. Uh, I mean, maybe the snitch will win. We 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 don't know. And and that's that's the thing about Keon is even the snitch can say nice things about Keon option. So, I mean, there's not a lot of people, Chris, when you look at the world of professional wrestling, that can say anything bad about Keon option. And I can tell you right now, if that weren't enough, and I was just looking here, it was just put out on social media late yesterday that on the 23rd of April at the Concordia Turner's Gymnasium, the quad father, Camaro Jackson, will be defending the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship against 
the challenge of Mr. All That Matters ATM. Former guest, one of the a former guests of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yeah, I believe so. And like I said, it, here's a guy that a Camaro Jackson, I mean, he is just a powerful, powerful guy. But if ATM can use that high fly off, and that's one of the things a lot of people don't understand. They consider ATM to be a tag team wrestler. But I'll tell you right now, ATM gets moving. I think it's going to be a big problem for Camaro Jackson. I don't think, and this is going to sound strange. You know me. I'm a very a very pure wrestling analyst. Mm-hmm. I don't think Camaro Jackson can keep up with ATM. Mm, interesting. I, I, wonder what, I, wonder, I wonder. I wonder if uh, if we told Camaro Jackson that. I wonder how he he'd deal with you. And well, know. here here's my view, Chris. And again, I'll, I'll be unbiased. I think if ATM can go out and use that high flying offense, I don't think Camaro Jackson can do so. But by the same token, too, I don't think. That if Camaro Jackson gets his hands on ATM, it's going to be a long night for the challenger. Right. Because Camaro Jackson, I mean, his strength, I haven't seen too many men that can do what Camaro Jackson can do, not only in the gym, but in the locker room as well. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it's, it's going to be another great part of Dynamo Pro on Saturday, April 23rd. Now, Hoss, I got to ask you here, and this is one that Chris has been looking forward to for quite a while. Uh, is our second interview guest in the green room? Uh, yes, he is. But before we get started with him real quick, uh, you know, Playboy said he was going to drop his social into the chat, and he actually has done so. So real quick, there it is. Facebook, you can find him on Playboy Double H. Twitter, Playboy underscore Double H. Instagram, Playboy underscore PYT. Or Facebook page, PYT Inc. And uh, those are places you can get those shirts. So, Okay, and one last thing before we go in again. Thank you, uh, Playboy Double H, for coming on the program earlier on uh, to talk about Pimpinal Blundy and the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. I got to ask you one other question, uh, Haas, before I I turn things over to Rodell for the introduction of our second guest. I got to ask you, above all else, did we make sure that we got all of Richard Douglas's energy drinks out of our waiting room. I, I believe so. I, I didn't take note of any in there. Um, but because you I'm never know. You, he, he stashes them, so he might have a couple hidden. Well, I got to tell you right now, Chris, I'm going to turn things over to you because this is an interview you have been waiting for for weeks. I know the viewers have been waiting for it for weeks. I'm waiting for it because just your sheer energy. I'm going to turn things over to you, and let's get the second interview started here tonight on episode 390. All right. Please welcome to the Russell Talk podcast um, a man that is a dual. He's got two belts right now himself. He's the new breed PopCon champion, and he's also the new breed TV champion. Uh, and he will be at New Breed Wrestling Super Sam Benefit and at CCW Homecoming 2022 in the next two weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the ultimate Hulkamaniac, Slammer. Oh, Slammer, how's it going tonight? Good, how are you guys? I am doing good. 
got better internet connection this time, so I think we're going to have a good time here. Uh, first of all, I got to ask, your background right now, uh, Hoss, can you pull that background up full screen? Because look at all of those figures and all of that merchandise. How long has it taken you to accumulate that? Uh, since I was a little kid. <laughs> almost everything's mint on card. I don't open stuff. And that's that's just the wall. I've I've got I've got stuff all over here. Let me see if I can spin it around for you. Good wow, look. that is like that is like that is like a collector's like dream. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Is it, it's not all Hulk Hogan stuff? It's all oh no, it, oh no, that's every that's everything. Awesome. That is, that is like, that's like super cool. I know uh, Luke is kind of a, a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. So all those, all those uh, figures, that's just, that's just awesome. And they're all in box. There's no loose, there's no loose ones. I've got, I mean, I just have some like random Hasbro's. Gotcha. Like gotcha. those. And then a friend of mine, he cleans out storage sheds and stuff. And he brought me like those guys there. The only the only disappointment I have, I have the Hasbro Series 1 there, mm -hmm. which I got in, what, 1990 or whatever. When I first got those, I took a knife and I opened them up because I thought it'd be cool to set them on a shelf, and I didn't like it, so I immediately put them back in the boxes and taped them shut. So I got the whole first series and second series. I don't know if the second – I may not open the second series. The first series, though, complete. And I opened them. That, that, but that is an awesome collection of, of figures. Luke, what, what do you have to say about that collection of figures? I'm just in awe. I mean, again, I, I consider myself to be a a wrestling, very knowledgeable in wrestling. I have a lot of different things here. But I got to tell you right now, I mean, again, I've got a, a fair collection of things. I'm more of the DVD <coughs> and book avenue. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am just in awe. I mean, again, going back, I remember, and I was just looking back there, <coughs> giving us the grand tour uh, there, Slammer, about some of those classic rings, too. I mean, that took me back to the days, like, say, the old WWF rings of the old AWA when they had their rings out as well. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of great stuff there. And I, I, I am very much impressed in that collection. That's something very impressive. Thanks. I, I my, my, my favorite stuff is the – well, everything's my favorite. But my newest favorite is all the Mattel retros that they came out with. Mm-hmm. That's the complete series except for Ric Flair. So I'm looking for a Ric Flair <laughs> mint on card. They're all mint on card. I just got the bundle series too with Mean Gene and Bob Orton and Mr. T and Piper. And so, if, so if anyone can if anyone can help Slammer get the uh, Mattel mint on card Ric Flair from that series, uh, reach out to him. I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll uh, he'll, he'll he'll take care of you for it. So I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, nothing outrageous, but yeah. No, right, right, <laughs> right. There, there, there are limits to what we can do. So. He's always a thrifty. Not only is he a good wrestler, he's a great wrestler, but he's a thrifty <laughs> wrestler too. So, well, that's that's like the Dusty Rhodes in that second series. Mm -hmm. I that's the only one I don't have in the series two Hasbro's, and now the thing goes for, I mean, thousands of dollars. It's like, man. Wow. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if I had it anyway. I wouldn't sell it. It's like I got the LOD men on card Hasbro's, and I think they're they're worth over five hundred dollars, and I'd I'd never get rid of it. Right. You're 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 a collector. You're not a reseller. Yeah. So. I I don't. Yeah. I it it actually makes me mad 
I know this sounds silly. I've had people be like, Hey, is there anything you want to sell? I'm like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> This is my stuff, man. <laughs> you want you want to kill a part of yeah, me? It's like, I mean, you yeah, want to make me like, sad? Yeah. <laughs> so you kill a little bit of me when you ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, now that we've talked about that, let's get let's get down to business. So, uh, when did you start in the wrestling business? What year? What year? What brought you into the wrestling business? Well, just a life lifelong fan. Uh, in oh, what was it? Ninety. 96 i think i went out to a pro wrestling school called slammers wrestling gym in california mm-hmm. just to see what it was like they it, i found them in a wrestling magazine there wasn't a lot of wrestling schools back in the day just to kind of get a, a taste of what it's like to get into a ring and uh that's why my name's slammer they took an interest in me and that's kind of like my honor to honor them for you know karen and then basically in 97 i hooked up with a guy named dan burdick he used to wrestle under the name the professional and he lived here close to me and i went to a few shows with them and then he moved to minnesota and he's like you want to come to minnesota i can train you i went up there for a couple weeks i came back home and i was like i'm just you know not gonna worry about it and then a guy named uh, Chris Epps, L.A. Cash, that mm. ring a bell to any of you guys? Yes, sir. I live in <clears throat> I live in Farmington now. I lived in Park Hills, same place, basically, two towns. Anyway, he opened a gym up in Farmington called Iron Horse Gym, and he had a ring. And I got a membership there. We messed around in the ring. But that was basically it. I'd go in and work out, then work out in the ring for just a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like anything major or anything. And he ended up moving away. And then pretty much after that, that was like 2002-ish. So 2003, I started working at UPS and I was working there part-time and working a full-time job. And pretty much UPS is a full-time job and a part-time job altogether because of all the hours <laughs> we work. But anyway, uh, fast forward, you know, uh, to 2017 a guy in potosi opened a wrestling school up and i started he found me he had seen me on facebook he had seen like pictures of me and hulk hogan he just wondered if i was a fan or if i wrestled i was like well i'd like to get back into it and really learn how to do it so anyway i went over there until i think we did that for a good year i mean it wasn't like a sanctioned wrestling organization i mean we put on some shows like in potosi for like we'd get like 70 people in to watch us do some stuff and then when that went away i got into uh i did a couple seminars i i went to a cape championship wrestling show and then they had a seminar with jerry lynn Mm -hmm. and i went and did that and then they started a training program so for the last since 2018 i go down to Cape once a month and we set the ring up, we bump around. And I did that for a full year before they put me in any matches. And now I'm just pretty much a staple there. And then last year got in with new breed and I went down to revolutionary wrestling in Arkansas some and up in St. Louis at MMWA, I've been getting in some matches there. So. And speaking, speaking of MMWA, that's where I 
um, met you at uh, at a show in Arnold, and then and then I saw you again this past weekend at uh, the historic South Broadway Athletic Club. Um, you've had some you've had some good matches at uh, MMWA. I believe the first match I ever saw you at at MMWA was against Cayman. Um, and Cayman said something about your new wrestling boots that he said he hopes it comes with a box. So you uh-huh. can, that hopes it comes with a box so he can bury you in. Um, so what are your thoughts on Cayman? Well, me and Cayman have some unfinished business because you were at the Arnold show that that was my debut match for MWA, uh, back in Arnold. I think I was back in August, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, th- I thought me and Cayman were friends, but, as you've seen in the match, right about the time I was going for my leg drop, about to beat him, he spit in my face, and I don't know how the referee didn't see it, and he rolled me up and beat <laughs> me, and I had a, another match against him and Frodo, and I was teaming with Keith Smith Jr., and uh, he had somebody interfere in the match, and he took off, left me by myself, and came in, and Frodo took advantage of me by myself and beat me again, so... Pretty much, I got a little unsettled business with Cayman, and, uh, and and we and, we also we also know he likes coffins and coffin matches, and <laughs> I, I think he might be hinting around to something. And if we, maybe there's a Slammer's gravest challenge coming up in the near uh-oh, future, uh-oh. maybe 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 he'd look good after the big boot putting him in the coffin. And, you, and 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 recently you had a time limit draw with uh, CJ Shine. At yeah. What what do you think of CJ? I uh, think CJ is awesome. His energy, his, his it's his, it's his energy, isn't it? it? It is. He's he's fun to wrestle. He's awesome to be in there with. Uh, I I look back on those matches and I'd say the first actually that. He he was my first match at the Broadway Club, and that was on my bucket list. I've always wanted to wrestle at the South Broadway Athletic Club, and that was my first match was with him. We wrestled a time limit draw, and I don't know. He brought something out in me that I didn't know that I had. How great was the crowd this past Saturday night? Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, they were loud from the very beginning. They they don't stop. It's it's amazing, and – it's just unreal atmosphere there. Lucas Lucas wrestled at the historic, at historic South Broadway, and I always feel like I have to say historic South Broadway Athletic Club. The beautiful it historic because South it is. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right to not say it, um, but it, the energy there this past week with a uh, trust winning, mm-hmm. um, and I mean you were you were just there as a as a fan, but you could you could probably feel that energy in that building. Uh, I mean. How over is Moondog Rover? I mean, honestly. Oh, my gosh. I I think he's by far the most popular guy there, and, hands down. And, and how hated is Ricky Cruz and the Butcher? And You know what? I heard David. a lot of people say that he sucked. Yeah, I, be, I believe that chant. I, I think he said that he didn't, but I, I think everybody else was saying that he did. I'm not gonna lie; I may have started that chant. <laughs> don't, 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 don't kick me, Ricky! Don't kick me. So, uh, Luke, I'm gonna turn it over to you because I know you got a couple of questions for our, uh, our our great second hour guest, Slammer, who is the Popcon champion and a team. He's 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 Slammer two belts. Slammer two belts. Slammer two belts. Well, first right off, here. Before before you get too far away here, I gotta ask you a question. You, okay, you've been, you've been around me for many many years. Do you think which Chris I got one of those to? those great Slammer headbands, much like he's wearing right now? 
Do you think that Slammer and I could be twins? Mm, no, because he's got blonde hair and he's in shape <laughs> and he's uh and 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 he and, and he can wrestle. Uh, so cool. uh, so so I, I I think he would I think he would take you in a fight. I mean. He beat Wyatt Trush re- recently too, so I that, mean, is, that he, is true. And, and I got to tell you right now, Chris, it's one of those I get tired walking up the stairs. <laughs> so getting in a ring, like I said my best years inside the squared circle are, are well be, beyond me. But Slammer, I got to ask you, and I want to go ahead and bring up uh, a gentleman had sent us a question here, one of our uh, good friends, <coughs> Mayo. And uh, Hoss, you could bring that back up. Uh, you've been all around the the, the, the greater um, Midwestern area. Who's been your toughest opponent so far? Oh gosh, uh, Baracus. Oh, oh god, that'd be a big. challenge. I've wrestled him like three times, uh, and yeah, uh, for sure him. Strong, I gotta, strong, big, mean. I gotta ask you. I, I I have heard a lot of stories about wrestling Baracus in the ring. What does it feel like to get hit by someone with the sheer size of someone like Baracus? Look at the look. Uh, let's see. I uh, what match was it? Matter of fact, I think it was my birthday this last September, and he hit me with a clothesline that knocked me down to Florida. I was heading to Florida the next morning. He gave me a, <laughs> he, he gave me he gave me a good uh, jump start. <laughs> like I said, I've had an opportunity many times to see Baracus inside the ring, and, and like Chris said, I had an opportunity to see you on several occasions as well. Um, I have to ask you, I mean, you've talked about being a wrestling fan pretty much since you were, you were born. Uh, and again, as he said earlier on in your intro, that you are the ultimate Hulkamaniac. My question to you is this, outside of a, a certain gentleman from Venice Beach, California, who would you say were your wrestling inspirations growing up? Uh, Def- Hogan's number one, War- Ultimate Warriors number two, Macho Man number three. That's a, that's a pretty good. I mean, that, that's 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 my top three, hands down. Well, that's cool. Like I said, I mean, I remember, and it may be showing my age a little bit. I remember when I was younger, and I had a lot of friends who were who were into Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA and Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard and the Horsemen. And I was one of those that really kind of grew up um, in the era of wrestlers like the Terry Funks, like the Jack Briscoes, like the Harley Races. My my next question is this. You've wrestled for countless promotions. I mean, you are Slammer Two Belts. And um, my, my question is, if you had the opportunity to wrestle anybody, I'm not just talking in your current career, but anybody in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, my gosh. Who would you wrestle and why? Hulk Hogan. Obviously. No, I, I figured I, that. We're going to see people throwing some comments out here. Gorilla Monsoon. Um. Other than Hogan, who would be your 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 next one? Well, I mean, how cool would it have been to wrestle the Macho Man? The think about this a minute: Slammer versus the Macho Man, or the Slammer versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. Oh gosh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one thing I got to throw out here, Slammer, and I've had an opportunity to see a lot of things. You keep yourself in in very good shape, not just for being in the ring, but you keep yourself in great shape anyway. Can you share with the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast what it takes to maintain your in-ring conditioning? Just dedication, willpower. It's I when I set my mind to doing stuff, that's just what I do. It's just, you know, lifting weights and 
stuff like that. That's just always been my thing. And, uh, I, I guess that'd probably be my best answer. Just dedication. And you just got to want it, man. Just like I curl pro, you got to want it. <laughs> wow. I, I, I got it. Chris, wow. I'm we just had an and, and we somewhere just had here, I have an ICO pro can because I used to have some ICO pro. <laughs> wow, you know, I, I heard, and, and Chris, you may have read this too. I, I um, actually, hold on a minute here. I'm actually going to go back here and go back. Yeah, I do have it. Um, former guest of the show, Al Snow, and again, Al. his, his documentary, uh, documentary, his biography, Self Help with Al Snow. He was talking about, I believe he was telling a story about Marty Janetti and Ico Pro and well, you know, honestly, real bad gas because it like sat for years. I mean, I mean, that's one of those where I'm like, I, I, I got to take a minute back because I go pro, like you said, you've got to want it. Nowadays, everybody wants it for the collector's value. So, but um, like I said, um, right now you are the New Breed Wrestling PopCon champion and the television champion. Can you explain how you became the PopCon champion? Because that's one of those championships that um, is not necessarily a traditional championship. I mean, I know Dynamo Pro Wrestling, my home promotion, has like the Ride on the River Championship. Mm -hmm. And there are others like the Bruiser Brody Memorial Cup in SICW. Can you explain how you becoming the PopCon champion came into existence? Yeah, uh, the PopCon championship is basically a championship like for the kids, a hero to look up to, which is somebody that I think that I am. So... Yeah, uh, Suplex Cyclone, Kurt Gannon, he was the champion, I think, for like two years. And talk about someone else that can like throw you around. And, and, mm -hmm. and like you know what? I was, I, it was real hard for me to say between him and Baracus for the toughest opponent because I swore I would never take a German suplex. And I've wrestled Suplex Cyclone three times now, and I've probably taken. 30 of those things from him, but I beat him every time. I'm undefeated against him. I'm undefeated at New Breed, by the way. That's impressive. Awesome. I mean, again, as you said, slammer two belts. And I've won two battle royals. <laughs> you know what I think we should probably put out here in a hashtag with him holding two belts right now? Slammer, hashtag slammer for New Breed champion. Woo, Derek Teeter's the champion right now. Me and him wrestled a time limit draw. Nothing, nothing, nothing is it nothing neater, Derek Teeter? Nothing neater, Derek Teeter. Good friend, he's a good guy. And, and I, 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 him, though. I also know that he's you have you you worked on the same shows as uh Curtis Wilde, a former guest yes. of ours. Yeah, as he well. was just at the he was just at the last show, so and he's been on several, but yeah, he was back uh last month. I can't remember the date, yeah, yeah, hey, Chris. Chris, real quick, it's our it's already on it's already the Wrestle, on the social media. Can you pop that up here, Ross? The Wrestle Talk podcast is we're, we're gonna make slammer for new breed champions right there. <laughs> we had to make sure we put it up there. Our great media department making sure that we get that hashtag up there, slammer for new breed champion, right here on episode 390. We can make it happen, Slammer. We All really right, can. I, I I bet they're they're probably paying attention, and now it probably got Derek's <laughs> attention, so so, so you're going to be at uh, uh, CCW. We're going to we're going to break off a new brief for a second. You're going to yeah. be at CCW Homecoming 2022, and you're going to be part of a big eight man tag team match. Eight? What's it like? Me personally, I'm a ring announcer. I've refed before. I've never wrestled. So, what is it? What is the difference between going into a show knowing that you're working a 
singles match or you're going to be part of an eight man tag. What what is the like or even a six man tag? So some so a different something different. What what's the theory going into it? There's a whole lot going on in eight man tag team matches. Uh <laughs> it's up to three. It's moving. It's moving. Let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and fill that chat stream. Let's go ahead and fill it up. Yeah. Slammer for new breed champion. Slammer for champ. Maybe maybe Derek Teeter's Slammer gonna, three belts. Derek Teeter's they gonna, got some tag team belts too. I might as well win those while I'm at it too, right? Well, then I mean, it's gonna, ben, then it's gonna, ben, 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 it's gonna be Slammer and Ben Trust having all the gold. Right. Benjamin Trust winning all the titles up here in the St. Louis area. So uh so he's got ben, Benjamin Trust got a chance to win a fourth belt here in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, he's one up on me. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, just working for CCW and New Breed. Is there any difference between the two companies, or is it all like pretty similar? Yeah, I, they're same but different. I don't. I, I can't really explain. I would say new breed. I would say is more traditionally like old school type. Mm -hmm. I, I would say, and I would say, uh, CCW would be a little more, uh, modern day type, you know, a little more, uh, flips, dives and such. Not that that doesn't happen at new breed, but, Right, you know just, what I'm saying. Right, just not as free, just not as frequently. They're they're more, you, you know. Um, but up here in the St. Louis area, you work for MMWA. Is there someone in MMWA that you're really looking forward to maybe uh, locking horns with, like maybe a Ricky Cruz or? Oh, I, uh, I would love that. Or uh, Mephisto, or you know, any of the uh, uh, Dragons Guild people. So I mean. You know, it's funny that you say that because I always see people put their lists out of people they want to wrestle. And I was trying to think of who would I want to wrestle? And I thought, number one, everybody. Why why, why limit yourself to certain people, yeah. right? But I, I would like to get my hands back on Cayman. And if a coffin was involved, I think I'd be pretty Ooh. cool, too. Are you, are you laying out a challenge here, right here on the WrestleTalk podcast to Cayman for a uh, coffin match? He kind of started it, and I've got some unfinished business with him. I think if I could put him in his bo in his box and shut him in it, it might uh, end the end the feud. Are, are those, those those behind you? Those are your new boots that you were talking about that you that, that that's came, the new boots that came in came and threatened that you have a box to throw you in. So, uh, yep. I don't know, Luke. Do we do? Are we going to start something here on the Russell Talk podcast about a Cayman versus a Slammer in a you know coffin match? Well, Chris, we've already started the the, 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 the it's, it's going uh, it's it's trending on our social media. Slammer for new breed champion. Who knows? I mean, Cayman's one of those individuals, and I'm going to tell you, I've known Cayman for a long time. Cayman has always been really kind of a creepy guy, and I'm going to tell you right now, with all the things that he brings to the table. I mean, when he's hanging out with with Butcher Damian Blade, uh, I know that he's had Abigail alongside of him. He's had. Um, He's had coffin matches. He's had countless matches. And every time, he has just been such a creepy guy. He is creepy. And, I mean, that, that's one of those things there, Slammer. I mean, again, being a former wrestler, being in the ring for several years, I got to tell you, I would be nervous trying to kind of, and again, not actually picking a fight with him. But, I mean, again, 
before you would accept that kind of a challenge, I'd recommend to talk to people like Shaft at, SI, at, at MMWA. Talk to some other wrestlers because there have been some wrestlers who've wrestled in coffin matches, casket matches, however you want to call it. And they really haven't been the same since competing against them. Hmm. I'm, I'm, willing, to, I'm willing to take that chance because Slammer fears no man. Well, you've never you've never felt the uh, having to interview the butcher and uh, came in at the same time, and they're both just looking at you like. Uh, oh, I I'm always around that pig man up there at MMWA <laughs> and getting a little too close to him, but he shy he shies away when he gets close to me. I could I could tell he doesn't want none either. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's awesome. MMW, the, the Broadway Athletic Club, that's just a whole other experience. If you haven't in St. Louis, if you haven't experienced it, we they apparently didn't have any tickets at the door that night. So, I yeah, mean, when I, the night I rest, what the last month when I wrestled, uh, well, CJ last month, the month before I wrestled, uh, Wyatt Trash up there, and there was over, I think, 450 people packed in there, and it was. It was insane. It's it's, it's, it's loud a, and crazy, and and people drinking drinking beer and just having yeah. a, having a good time on a Saturday night in St. Louis. Uh, so, so uh, I mean, could you could you see yourself wrestling Benjamin Trust for the MMWA title? Sure. Would would he go? Would he would he uh, would he escape with his belt, or would you uh, would you would you become Slammer Three Belts? Oh, I, I definitely become Slammer Three Belts. So well, it looks like MMWA. But we're friends. Hey, I, I'm, I'm friends with you. I'm not. I'm not pushing a challenge there. I but I mean, I would be happy to challenge him for the belt if the opportunity arose. Yeah. So I recently just saw a video of Cayman. Cayman posted something on uh, the MMWA site about. Uh, how he felt that Butcher was screwed over the week over the weekend, and he mentioned you in the video by saying it was nice of a Slammer to stay out of the out, out of everything, um, because apparently they thought everything was against him. Uh, did you have any wanting to get involved in that mess that was at the end of the MMWA show, or are you just like, no, I'm good. Just you you guys take care of your stuff. You know what? I was just there trying to enjoy enjoy the sh- the event with in the crowd. And I saw and I saw a whole bunch of fans come up to you and get pictures and autographs and stuff like that. So so people know you in this area now. They're, so they're so, starting. To get, they're pretty familiar now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and and and, and is there nothing better than an independent show than to have like those kind of kids come up to you and think oh. that you're like the ultimate hero and you know the the best and you know buying your shirts and buying your bands and I, I love it. Yeah. So well, well, I like. I like just being just a normal day, just being out and about and somebody sees me and what's get a picture or say hi, or it's, it's pretty neat. Well, Chris, I'm going to jump in here real quick because Slammer, you kind of brought up something here and it's, it is cool when you get to see somebody that knows you from your time inside the squared circle. But I got to ask you, you've been in professional around professional wrestling now for several years. What is the strangest experience you've ever had in your wrestling career? Strangest experience? Strangest experience. I don't can't think if I've I can't think if I've had one. Or or maybe where where were you like the least place that maybe you would think you would be recognized that you were recognized at? Oh uh, you just out in public or just whatever? Out, just out in public, yes. 
Oh, you know, just like we was just down at the Royal Rumble back in January and the amount of people that just were popping up saying, what's up, Slammer? Or we was standing in line to go inside and the car driving down the street started hollering, hey, Slammer! <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. I will tell you something crazy. Me and Heather, my wife, we was down in Florida at Clearwater Beach back in October. And we was just down. It was early in the morning. And we were just taking some pictures and I had my PopCon championship with me and we had a random guy come up and he goes, Hey, I want to get a picture with him. He, he's a wrestler, right? And my wife's like, yeah, he sure is. And wanted to have a picture with me. Just some random guy just walking down the beach. Well, I don't have to say I was a D, I was a DJ for a long time at a country bar here in the St. Louis area. And I went on vacation to Las Vegas and I was walking down the strip what one random night and they're like hey it's big sexy i'm like i'm sorry what <laughs> i'm like are they talking to me and it was really someone that had that used to that was coming to wild country and was on vacation in vegas at the same time i was like well this will never happen again so i was just reminded of a we was at uh, epcot down at disney and we were standing in line for spaceship earth and i got a message on facebook from a guy and he goes hey I just seen you at Spaceship Earth. I said that's Slammer the Wrestler. So, <laughs> there we go. Epcot uh, at Disney, Spaceship Earth. <laughs> you, 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 just, you just never know. And uh, our our co-host uh, and great person Renee Martinez is uh, excited about your to see to finally talk about your collection of uh, figures because uh, mm. he he mentioned that the first time when we had some a little bit of a. Uh, technical gremlins so uh but he was like we need to ask him about his his collection and that's just it it's a beautiful it's a beautiful collection of wrestling figures wrestling memorabilia you that's- know chris i gotta i gotta share i don't think i've ever told you this or i don't think i've really told other other than probably my wife i don't think everybody's ever, ever heard this story my weirdest experience and i've been around pro wrestling now for almost 35 years i've been around since i was a little kid I remember I had probably been married maybe two, three years. And I can tell you that I actually got the opportunity to sign an autograph in my hometown while grocery shopping in Walmart. I had a fan bring up their shopping list in their notebook and wanted my autograph, and I signed an autograph <laughs> in my hometown in the middle of the frozen food section in Walmart. That's, that's, that's awesome. Kind of, that's kind of awesome. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that's gonna lie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that that's 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 pretty awesome. Were you wearing any kind of wrestling memorabilia, or you were just in like plain clothes? I was just I was I was just comfortable. I was going grocery shopping, man. I was wanting to have dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I just happened that that's what it is. I gotta tell you though, my personal opinion. Uh, and Chris, you and I have talked a lot, but Slammer, having somebody identify you at Epcot, now that's got, or, or at Disney World, that's got to be cool. I, I mean, there's, I, I I don't know what, what the attendance of people is at Epcot, but there's a lot of people there at the front getting onto Spaceship Earth. I mean, thousands of people. So it was mm-hmm. pretty neat to get recognized. Well, you know something, Slammer? You have been a, a great guest. I said this opportunity to have you on the sec- a second time around the Russell Talk podcast and seeing uh, a good amount of the Slammer collection. But I can tell you right now, tonight, since we've got all the technology squared away, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. 
since the last time you were on the program, there are certain hosts who are on this program right now, and they're not named Luke Roberts, and they're not named Hardcore Hoss, who feels as though they are a wealth of wrestling information. And they've oh, did Luke told me he froze. they know more about <laughs> professionally wrestling trivia than you do. Okay. So tell you what, tonight, if you be willing, Slammer, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it out here because he doesn't realize what's going on <coughs> just yet. Tonight, right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast, we're going to have this week's installment of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge between Slammer and our own big sexy Chris Rodell. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll take you. I'll take you. Let's let's go. Let's let's go. This will be the hold, only. Hold, hold, hold up a second. Hold up a second. Hoss, tell me we got that. This will be the only only competition that we ever have together because I'm like a fat, unathletic guy. So, uh. (laughs) all right. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, since it sounds like Big Sexy's ready, it sounds like Slammer's ready. Hoss, let's go ahead and hit the music for tonight's installment of the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I was, to, I was told to, I was told to roll up my sleeves by uh, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, once again, welcome to tonight's installment of the world famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls between the, the Russell Talk Podcast's own Chris Rodell and Slammer. Now, gentlemen, in a few moments, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you information about three professional wrestlers. Okay, all three of these wrestlers are former champions. Okay. All three of these wrestlers are going to be under tonight's category for the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge of WCW champions. Oh, boy. Okay. Slammer's got a ton of WWF figures. Chris, you you said that you know your WCW. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you information about three professional wrestlers that have been WCW champions. When you think you know who it is, Shout out your answer. Okay. Hardcore Hoss, you're going to be the judge this evening. It's the best two out of three falls. At this point, Slammer, are you ready? I'm as ready as I think I'll ever be. All right. Brother. Chris Rodell, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's go. All right. Here we go. Question number one. This individual is officially recognized as the first WCW champion and was champion until he left to take the big gold belt to WWF. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Ladies and gentlemen, first fall tonight goes to Slammer. It was the nature boy, Ric Flair. Now, at this point, gentlemen, it is now time for question number two. Was just, I supposed let's... to buzz in or was I just supposed to yell? No, no, you can no, shout You did right. Hosts don't do very well at this challenge. Let's 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 be honest with you. Hosts don't do very well at this challenge. Well, I got I got that. That one was an easy one. I don't <laughs> all right. Here we go, gentlemen. Question number two. This former WCW champion was the first man to hold the WCW championship twice. 
In addition to a wide list of accomplishments across the world, he was recently enshrined in the WWE Sting. Hall of Fame. Name him. Sting. Incorrect. Uh, was it Vader? Second fall goes to Slammer. Big Van Vader. Now, Chris, we got to have a discussion here. We've been friends a long time. We've known each other for what? 25 years? Yeah. All right. About, about, about on and off for that, about that long. You are aware that you're one question away from getting swept. I understand. I understand. And the I last mean, person to get swept, if I'm not mistaken, was Joe Lance. Right. I don't want to be in the same. I'm sure Dick Douglas has <clears throat> swept at times. So. so at this point, and thank you, Renee, uh, making sure that we have that. And we have the Vader sign up there in the process. Uh, Slammer, are you ready for question number three? Let's do it. Chris, are you ready for question number three? Sure, why not? Why not get? Why not just get beat completely tonight? So, all right. Well, here is our third and final question. This individual was, in the eyes of many, to be the first official WCW champion. He wound up winning his championship from Barry Windham upon Ric Flair's... uh, Hold on, I heard somebody. Lex Luger? Ladies and gentlemen, Rodell comes through. He wins the third fall. However, Rodell, Slammer did win the first two falls. So, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of tonight's world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge is Slammer. Hardcore Hoss, hit that victory music. saw it right here two falls to one slammer wins this week's installment of the world famous wrestle talk podcast game show challenge slammer i gotta tell you as i was talking to chris earlier i was talking to hoss i was talking to renee tonight was a great night i gotta ask you how do you keep your energy man you are i mean you are always going 100 miles an hour i can say how do you keep it going man Uh, that's just me i'm just wound up it's just how I've always been. It's not the bang energies. It's not the pre-workouts. It's just me. It's just it's just you. High energy, man. Uh-huh. So, so uh, as we always ask everybody to do, shout out all your um, – so I know you're a Collar Noble guy. You're also on Pro Wrestling Tees. Yes. Uh, get, get some of that great Slammer merchandise. Shout out all of your social media information. That way everyone can follow you. Social media. Chris Slammer on Facebook. I got a fan page, Slammer. Uh at Max Jim, M-A-C-S-G-Y-M on Twitter. I'm Chris underscore Slammer on Instagram. Uh, I think Snapchat's Max Jim. Uh, I think it's at Slammermania on TikTok. I put some videos on there for wrestling. Uh, YouTube, I think it's just under Chris McFarland. Uh, go buy a shirt at Collar and Elbow and use the code Chris Slammer, all capital letters, and save 10% off of your order go to pro wrestling slash slammer and you get the black with gold or black with yellow slammer logo uh i got a store at mouthpiece studios get 
all kinds of slammer merch there bandanas shirts everything or even better come see me wrestle live and i have my merch table set up and you could get shirts bandanas sunglasses rubber bracelets autographed pictures get a picture with me I, and I will admit, even if he's not on the show and he's just in the crowd, if you come up to him, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna take a picture with you. So I mean, he's he's a man. He is a man. I will of the, not. Yep, yeah, I will not deny a picture. So I'm the so, people's champ. <laughs> well, well, Slammer, it has been an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on the show. I'm glad we were able to fix all our technical difficulties from our first visit. So um, just want to say welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast family. I know Renee Renee is genuinely excited about your uh, wrestling memorabilia collection. So we hope to have you on again soon um, sometime. And we'll talk more about your collection, all your matches and everything. Slammer, thanks for being here tonight. No, thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad it all worked out this time. All right. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. I'll probably see you at MMWA in a couple weeks. So. I think that I won't be at the next one, but hopefully soon after that. Awesome, awesome. Well, when next time I see you, I'm gonna come up and shake your shake your hand for thank you for coming on. So you right, you got it. All right, man. Thanks, thanks, Slammer. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Slammer. And like I said, we got Slammer right here on the Russell Talk podcast as part of our two guys. I gotta tell you, how does that well, man keep going? He's just going and going and going. We're now in overtime here on the program. For those that are familiar with the Russell Talk podcast. Alert. Alert the networks. We're going a little bit long. That is true. Like I said, most of the networks usually give that five to seven minute window as far as time goes. And we're right on schedule here. I got to tell you guys, tonight was a great night. I mean, again, we had Playboy Double H. We had Slammer on the program. You know something, Chris? You and I have known each other for many years. We got to say this. The man behind the microphones, the man behind all the audio, making everything work up behind the boards. I think we need to give... And again, I think the, the fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast are going to be there. Let's give Haas that standing ovation that he deserves for all of his hard work each and every week behind the boards. And Haas is Haas is the is an unsung hero of the Wrestle Talk podcast. So I, I sometimes I, I don't think we would be where we are without Haas. So I just I just want to shout out to you every every week, Haas. Uh, you you do a great job. So. Now, I got, I got to agree with you, man. Haas, he knows exactly what's up. He takes care of everything. He is the technology wizard. He knows exactly what's going on. And, again, he can also represent that great WDWA hat that's behind him. And, again, it's it's always an honor and a privilege to be here. Guys, I got to tell you, tonight was great. And, again, want to remind everybody, if you have an opportunity, you're in the St. Louis area. Sunday, May 1st uh, is going to be the 2022 uh, Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Doors open at noon. The potluck is at one. The ceremonies are at two. As you heard earlier, Pimpin' Al Blundy uh, posthumous award. Uh, Izzy Blackwell, another posthumous award winner, along with Judge Chipster, uh, Xavier Frost, uh, the Lumberjacks, and uh, Carl Lauer. It's going to be a great afternoon as we induct. But, but you know what? But you know what? We would be remiss if we didn't mention one more time. We got the great sponsors of the Russell Talk podcast. So, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's, let's go ahead let's, and let's, let's, that one more yeah, time. Yeah, let's throw throw that up there. We'll get through these. Uh, 
uh, with like everything combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Production. They take care of our website. Rathbun Engraving with those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs. Me Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Nobleman's Barber Lounge, Ask for Pete the Barber, and the greatest wrestling uh company out there the fwwc hoss throw up that throw up that mug one more time you get this beautiful engraved mug twenty dollars reach out to renee uh luke hoss get you that mug get you that mug ordered from rathbone engraving you get your name on it and it makes it makes anything you put in there 17 and a half percent better that is true and like i said uh, we're going to have a couple more great guests from the Independent Wrestling, uh, Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame here in the next couple of weeks. And again, as you're talking about Renee, all former guests of the program as well. And I can tell you right now, guys, uh, Renee and I have been talking uh, for the last several days. And I'm going to kind of give you kind of a little bit of info. I can't give you all the specifics yet, but it is all but sealed. We're going to be pa- hopefully going to be able to put the ink to paper in the next few days. With a major announcement for the Wrestle Talk podcast, yeah, you heard me right. The Wrestle Talk podcast in the upcoming weeks, as we get closer and closer to episode 400, we are getting real close to another landmark event taking place for the Wrestle Talk podcast. And again, once we're able to formally announce that it, it's going to be a great time, gentlemen. We're ten episodes away. We're 10. ten. Ten from four hundred. Yeah, ten Let's... from four hundred. And 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 Hoss, how many episodes are we away? Ten. Ten. And actually, I know that was the tenth time I did that tonight here. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, it was an honor and privilege to be a part of the Russell Talk podcast. Tune in next week. We're gonna have a couple great guests. As a reminder, too, make sure to share our program. Uh, throughout all forms of social media, you can check us out on YouTube. Make it a point, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. If you have suggestions for uh, guests, make it a point to send us a message on, on social media. Send us a message to take care of what's going on. Uh, again, we'll try to do everything we can to get guests. You've heard in the past, we've had wrestlers from MLW. We've had wrestlers from WOW. We've had wrestlers from Ring of Honor. You name it, they've all had the opportunity to stop on by the WrestleTalk podcast we're going to make sure that we get a lot more things taken care of here in the weeks and months to come. Guys, any final thoughts? I, I, I'm um, done. I, I, I'm, I, I think I've said my piece for tonight. I'm good. We're good. We'll do this again. We'll see us again next week. I I mean, it'll be, uh, should be Renee and uh, the Dick Douglas guy. But anyway, don't hold that against us. That is, that is true. Like I said, Hoss, you got any final thoughts tonight? Just uh, one reminder, please, when you send names, don't send names like Hulk Hogan, The Rock. You know, be realistic with it, would you? Well, I said I I couldn't agree with you more, Hoss, but you know what? We've had a lot of people. I mean, again, you saw the name up here tonight, Randy Mulkey. A lot of people don't know Randy Mulkey, but I'm going to tell you right now, Randy Mulkey was one of the part of one of the most well-known tag teams. Back in the in the in the '80s, and again having having that name pop up tonight was great. Got to see a lot of great names, like former guests like the Lumberjacks, Douglas O'Shea, uh, Jeremy Lightfoot, Herb Simmons, among others. A lot of great uh, former guests have been on the program. <laughs> Guys, I got to tell you, we went into overtime, but I know the, the viewers of the Russell Talk podcast enjoy just like we did. Everybody, we're going to go ahead and sign off for this week. Make it a point to tune in next Tuesday night with the Russell Talk podcast, and also just to make sure if you want to be a part of the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. It's on Thursday evening, 7.30. Am I correct, Ross? 7.30 yes. p.m. on Thursday nights. Check them out. 
They're going to have a lot of great stuff going on. For Luke Roberts, Chris Rodell, and the MVP of the WrestleTalk Podcast, Hardcore Hoss, we'll see you back here next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. on the East Coast, for the WrestleTalk Podcast. See you next week. Awesome. Those of you who want to win that that title, tune in next week and uh, check with the Night Owl. He'll be the one judging the the uh, comments there so check with him and uh, he'll let you know who won all right awesome. Hoss, let's get that music going we'll see everybody next tuesday night